Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds, videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host. This podcast is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get your own RSS feed with ad-free shows and extra episodes every month, then head over to patreon.com/nerdcaveretro. Episode of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins, and my name is Derek Diamond. Feels like it's been months since we've been here on a on a Monday evening. You know, I was actually thinking about this. When was the last time we missed a week of the show? Like, not not someone subbing in for me, but just straight up not doing a, a normal episode of Nerd Cave Retro. It's been probably a year, at least, close at least to it. Year. Yeah. Probably since the end of last baseball season for me. I think so, but we did release. Uh, me and Wally did a, a, a news dump that we released to the public uh, in lieu of a episode last week because Derek, Derek had some car troubles <laughs> and we couldn't do the show. I I couldn't physically make it to do the show. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I don't think the the patrons will kill us for for taking some shows off here and there. Yeah, I think so. But uh, how was your week? Well, it's funny because I mentioned car trouble. I um, got to go on vacation this past week. It's the first vacation I've had since I started my new job. Um, got to go to Charleston, South Carolina, for a week. Got to see Elton John in concert, which was amazing. One of, if not the best concerts I've ever been to in my entire life. That's cool. Um, it was good to just you know kind of get away for. Um, For a week, I haven't really done that in in quite some time. So it was good to kind of get away and recharge the batteries. Got back 
late Friday and then Sunday wrapped up filming for the feature. So yes. it is all in the can. Now all we got to do is the the fun post-production process of editing and then editing the sound and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully within the next month or so we'll have a we'll have a finished product. That'll be so cool. I'm ready to see it. I'm sorry I couldn't yeah, help you I, out with this one, but it's just been a busy summer, man. It has. I, I'm sure, you know, I mean, it's not going to be another three years before I do another one. So <laughs> already got two other ideas in the works. So, but but what about you? Um, I've been working like all the time. I haven't had a lot of spare time to do much gaming. Uh, I did... Um, the last thing I think I played was actually Karate Kid, which I streamed. Wasn't last week or the week before? I don't even remember now. Like, the last week and a half, two weeks, just been a blur. I'm sorry you had to stream that. Yeah, it's all right. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, other than that, I did get to see Clerks 3 in the theater. I did too, yes. And uh, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but if you're a Clerks fan... And you haven't seen it yet, just prepare yourself because this is a heavy, heavy movie. Much heavier than I expected it to be. And it still has the, the iconic Kevin Smithisms. If you've seen his movies like Clerks, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob, you know what those are. But the, this, I think it's probably his best movie he's ever done. I, th I think so too. And I would actually, it is a comedy. Because there's comedy in it, but I would actually categorize this one as a drama more than anything. Yeah, it's it's really like a, almost an even split where like, you know, the, I, I don't want to say anything because it'll spoil it, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, just if you're a Kevin Smith fan, if you're a Clerks fan, definitely see it. It's it's worth seeing, but just prepare yourself because you're not you're you're not prepared well, I know that um, Kevin Smith's going to be doing like a tour where he's going to do a Q&A in addition to showing the movie because its theatrical run is over. Yeah. But if you live in, say, like in Atlanta or somewhere he's going to be, I definitely go because it's it's worth seeing. And uh, Kevin Smith's Q&As are always great. Oh, so yeah. you get the bonus of seeing that. I got to go to the Q&A he did with uh, Red State and it was worth And Back then it was 65 bucks a ticket back then. I don't know what it is now. And that was in, what, 2010, 2011, when that movie came out. So I don't know what the price is now, but it's definitely worth it, because he talks for, like, three hours. Yeah, he. I, I went to a Q&A he did in Orlando back, I want to say it was the end of 2014. He didn't have a movie out at the time, but just hearing him tell stories, I could listen all day. Oh, yeah. When it comes to him, so. But, if you live in one of the areas where they're showing it, it's worth it. Yeah. Go see it. Trust us. But it's <laughs> it's it's a very, very good movie. Bring tissues. <laughs> yes. Uh, and on that note, you ready to go ahead and get into the news for this week? Yes, sir. Today's stories were submitted to us by I Am The Rampage and Armez Jackson. And if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to NerdGaveRetro at gmail.com. And these are a little late since we didn't have the show last week, but they're still relevant. So we're going to go through all of these uh, that we have in the news doc here. But um, first off, 
From Kotaku.com, GameStop has been accused of wiretapping customers without their consent. A suit has been filed in California accusing games retailer and NFT clearance house GameStop, uh, and that was a dig at them right there, uh, of recording conversations that customers have with the company's support service, then sharing the secret transcripts of those wiretaps with a third party that boasts of its ability to harvest personal data. Class action suit filed by Miguel A. Lycia in a federal court and first reported by Bloomberg says GameStop covertly wiretaps the communications of all visitors who utilize the chat feature at GameStop.com and shares the secret transcripts of those wiretaps with a third party that boasts of its ability to harvest personal data from the transcripts uh, for marketing and other purposes. Defendant neither informs visitors nor obtains their prior express consent in these conclusions. I love that they started out by calling them an NFT clearance house. That just made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean this this is pretty cut and dry. Like you you can't do that yeah. and not expect to get in trouble. You know, like and usually when you go on the like you call like customer service or something, they'll usually be like this this recording may be or this call may be recorded for you know training quality purposes. assurance yeah, purposes quality assurance purposes, but you can't take that and sell it to a third party without consent. Just because you say that it may be recorded, like you said, doesn't give you distribution rights. Yeah, it sucks because I feel like, you know, GameStop has had such a bad rep for other reasons for a long time. Yeah. But we've been more positive to them, I think, over the last, you know, year or two, you especially. Yeah, I mean... But- I think that their, you know, their yearly thing that you get is uh, is worth it for, you know, 10 bucks and you get you basically uh, you do their what do they call it GameStop rewards and mm-hmm. you get a free $5 per month and that and I would just go get Nintendo points. You have to spend $5 to get the $5. But, you know, that's that was a lot of games I got for free, but I don't know what this whole NFT thing they did and then they they took all that money that they got from that weird thing that happened with the 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 what did they call that last year with the the stock thing that happened with I'm trying to remember short sto- short selling the stocks or whatever and GameStop ended up making like couple, maybe like a billion dollars or something like that off of that and then they just they could have used that money to pay employees, to give people raises, to you know, put uh, make their stores better, um, it, but I don't know. They just kind of squandered it. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. Well, bad As, management, I guess. Yeah, but le- lesson to everybody: don't record yeah. other people's conversations and then try to sell them. Like that's just. That ain't cool. Unless you're podcasting, then you can record it and put it wherever you want. And if it gets a bunch of downloads, then it's worth it. Yeah. (laughs) And I sound like a complete hypocrite saying that, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Our next story comes to us from comicbook.com. Call of Duty, Diablo, and Overwatch confirmed for Xbox Game Pass. Activision Blizzard's hit series like Call of Duty, Diablo, and Overwatch will come to Xbox Game Pass in the future, Microsoft confirmed this week. That much was expected given Microsoft's acquisition of the massive publisher and considering how every other Microsoft-owned studio has operated. 
But this week, Xbox boss Phil Spencer confirmed as much in a post pen to outline Microsoft's view on the Activision Blizzard acquisition. This post comes amid the ongoing scrutiny towards Microsoft's deal as it's investigated by various regulators such as the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, which coincidentally just shared an update on its investigation on Thursday as well. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Uh, we intend to make Activision Blizzard's much-loved library of games, including Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty, available in Game Pass and to grow those gaming communities, Spencer said. By delivering even more value to players, we hope to continue growing Game Pass, extending its appeal to mobile phones and any connected device. I mean, I think this is a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, I, I know that Activision and Blizzard have come under a lot of scrutiny, and rightfully so. But I mean, their their library of games is pretty notable, and to add those to Game Pass is just—it's just going to strengthen Microsoft stranglehold even more. And I'm wondering if, uh, because Warcraft is not the powerhouse that it used to be, um, World of Warcraft. I wonder if they're going to go to a free subscription system and maybe put it on something like Game Pass to to get more active players. That'd be pretty cool, actually. That's a smart idea. A lot of people would hate that, though, because then they would start doing microtransactions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I see that that, that that eventually might have to happen to War, World of Warcraft because I don't know how many people are keeping up their subscriptions at this point. They don't put the numbers out anymore. Oh, who knows? I don't hate that idea, though. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, from this next story, this is from one of our favorite sites, NintendoLife.com. The Evercade EXP handheld will come bundled with 18 classic Capcom titles. Initially announced back in May, Blaze Entertainment's Evercade EXP looks like a natural progression of its original Evercade handheld, showcasing a streamlined design with a solid glass-covered 800 by 480 pixel 4.5-inch IPS screen and built-in Wi-Fi. Um, let's see, and they are coming out, well, here's the list of all Capcom games included. 1942, 43, and 44, The Loop Master, uh, by Bionic Commando, Captain Commando, Commando, Final Fight, Forgotten Worlds, Go Ghouls and Ghosts, Legendary Wings, Mercs, Street Fighter 2, Hyper Fighting, Strider, Volgus, Mega Man, Mega Man 2, Mega Man X, and Breath of Fire. I mean, we've talked about this system every now and then on the show, but I, I it seems kind of cool. Like I, I like that it's modeled after the Switch because I really like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, it really does I, look like a Switch. It just doesn't I, have the it just doesn't have the analog sticks. Yeah, I'm. I would be tempted to pick one of these up. I, I'd I'd have to think about it a little more. But it's really, not that expensive I, I, either. I no, mean, it's, it's not. Only, $150, and the pre-orders are already open. Today is the 19th. Pre-orders went up on uh, the September 6th, and it will launch on November 24th. $150 is not a bad price, plus all these games that you get for it. It also comes with a IRIM Arcade 1 cartridge, which includes R-Type and The Hunt, Moon Patrol, 10-Yard Fight, Battle Chopper, Mr. Healy, and Lightning Swords. Yeah, I don't think this would be a terrible pickup. Would you speaking of that? I know I can't afford it right now, but I really want a Steam Deck. Yeah, the Steam Decks are nice. Yeah, I keep seeing them more and more on Twitter, 
and I really want one. I think Joey Image posted something about it not so long ago, and I'm like, I, I want one so badly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's basically a ga- it's a full on gaming computer in your hand. Yeah, I mean, now it, that they're what like eight hundred bucks, seven eight hundred bucks, but yeah, you have to get on a list. Like you have to, it's like you get on a list, and it's still you put five dollars down. And I think it's, you're on a list for like it's like a year out before you would even get one. I think it'd be worth it though. Yeah, one day I'll have one. Next story comes to us from NintendoEverything.com. Uh, River City Girls Two Villains trailer released. Um, Arc System Works and WayForward have readied a new trailer for River City Girls Two that provides a look at the game's villains. These include Sabuko, the disgraced daughter. Ken, the rich boy Yakuza, and Sabu, the criminal patriarch. Uh, Some information about the game, picking up where the first one left off. River City Girls 2 throws hot-blooded high schoolers, uh, along with newcomers Marion and Provy, into the fight of their lives when an old foe returns to wreak havoc. But the girls and guys aren't just giving up. They're fighting back with new stat-altering accessories, new items, new weapons, and additional moves, such as Kyoko's cartwheel kick and Masako's lightning rider, along with brand-new abilities like guard crush attacks and lift-off combos, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, other additions include improved quest tracking, three difficulty settings, and a dynamic story system with dialogue that changes depending on the player-controlled characters. I never played the original game, so I can't really comment on this much, but I mean, it's cool that a sequel's coming out. Yeah, the, and I don't think it's coming out in North America, though. Uh, it says December 1st in Japan, and uh, I still I like it. I haven't played the first one either. It looks cool. I'd like to play it. I I I would think it would eventually make its way here. Oh, yeah, eventually. I'd be surprised if it didn't. But, I mean, it, it, it seems like a cool game. Yeah. I'll give it that. And for our last story, this comes from GameRant.com. Ubisoft is about to shut down the online services for 15 games. Um, let's see. On September 1st, Ubisoft will be ending online services for Anno 2070, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, uh, Liberation HD, Drivers San Francisco, Far Cry 3, Ghost Recon, Future Soldier, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, Rayman Legends, Silent Hunter 5, Space Junkie, Splinter Cell Blacklist, and Zombie U. The PC versions of all these games will be impacted, as will the PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii U versions of the game. So, this is why I hate online functioning on games. If no one played the Wii U versions... Do they really count? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. You know, like we figured stuff like this was going to happen. And I, I I agree with you. That's the, the downside of the the online and digital functionality is that you're dependent on stuff like this. You know, and if it shuts down, you're SOL. This is why I'm a proponent of physical media at all times. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I like the convenience of the digital download because I don't have to leave my house. Mm -hmm. So that's a pro to it, but yeah, I I think I'm going to start leaning more towards getting back into the physical 
copies of things. And I, I know that doesn't mean that these games are going to be un, not functional. I mean, you can still play the games. They just won't have online function. But still, it's just, I don't know, there's just, the online world is like, I don't, I, it just feels weird to me that like after a while, there's just things about the games you can't do anymore because they're not being supported. I just think that's weird and it, it doesn't feel right. Like I want to be able to play these games the way they're meant to be played 50 years from now, as opposed to, you know, the day they were, you know, the same as the day they were released. Yeah, that is true. There is one other thing that we didn't have in our our Google Doc that I just remembered that we should talk about. Did you watch the Nintendo Direct with the new Zelda game? Oh yeah. Why did I not put that in here? I'm I'm getting old, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I just remembered it too. So, and I'm like the Zelda fanatic of the show. So, um, yeah. So Nintendo had a direct last week, and they ended it with finally confirming one the new title for the Breath of the Wild sequel, which is uh, Tears. Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. and the release date, which is May 12th, 2023. And I'm very, very curious about the storyline of this game because it's if you've watched the trailer, you get some very serious Skyward Sword vibes. Yeah, and it's going to be weird, too, if this is a direct sequel because... I don't think they've ever done a Zelda game with sequential storylines back to back. Have they? Uh, not. No, because Majora's Mask was really more like a spinoff. Like it took place yeah. after Ocarina of Time and had the same link, but it wasn't really a direct sequel. I think you might be right. I think this is the first like sequential sequel. And please, please, Nintendo. For the love of all that is holy, please make it to where the weapons are fixable and not just breakable. Because there's nothing worse than being in the middle of a fight or in the middle of a... Uh, and I hope they put dungeons back in. Like, the shrines are cool, but give me dungeons. But if I'm in the middle of a fight and I go through every single one of my weapons and I have nothing left to fight with, that sucks. That's a terrible situation to be in. As as they say, it's uh, it's a bit of a pickle. Why does the master you get sword into? need to be charged? Just let me have it. Oh, judging by what I've seen, I don't know how much of use the master sword is going to be at, the, <laughs> at least in the beginning of the game. I, I'm very curious because, like you said, they haven't done a direct sequel storyline wise, and I think they could do something really cool and really unique with this game. I'm a Skyward Sword apologist. I actually like that game. It's not perfect. But there isn't a perfect Zelda game besides Link to the Past. But yeah. that's a whole other point. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, I'm I'm obviously excited about. It. I'm gonna get it the day it comes out, and I'm gonna put a lot of hours into it because I like the Zelda franchise. I'm just glad that we're finally getting somewhere. And yeah, May seems like it's far off, but it'll be here before you know it. Yeah, I mean, as fast as time moves, I mean, we're about to be in October. Yeah. Next Saturday is October 1st. <laughs> Don't remind so, me. <laughs> so it's like, it, it'll be here sooner than you think. I'm I'm excited for it, obviously. I am too. I, I'm going to play it. I'll be there day one. So they, got, they already got two copies sold right here. Yeah, there you go. But uh, now it is time for this month in video game history. Oh. 
On September 12th of 1986, Hudson Soft releases Adventure Island. I love Adventure Island. That game's so fun. It looks like a lot of fun. I've heard a lot about it, but I've never played oh, it. You've never played but one it. Day, but one day I hope to change that. It's, Is one it on- fir- it's one of the first games I played, probably one of the first five games I played for the Nintendo. It says here it was an adaptation of the arcade game Wonder Boy, yeah. which was developed for Sega. Now, I know of that game because that I, I've heard of the Wonder Boy um, series. One day I'll have to play Adventure Island, though. Like, it it looks fun. It looks like something that I would like. Yeah, it's a really good game. Hudson Soft has always been a, a really good uh, game company. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's see. Next up, September 9th of 1994, Mortal Kombat 2 is released for the Super Nintendo, Game Gear, and Sega Genesis. It was released with all blood and fatalities left intact. The first major release on any Nintendo console at that point to have such content because we've talked about the debacle with the original Mortal Kombat with removing the blood and everything. So I'm glad that they... (laughs) left that in a lot of people prefer mortal Kombat 2 to the original actually i do honestly i mean there's there's more characters baraka makes his appearance in in two and he's my all-time favorite character to play so i love to baraka has caused me many (laughs) of frustrating fight oh i (laughs) i've pissed off way too many people using baraka back in the day We should play Mortal Kombat 2 and film it, so then I'll just rage quit. Like, I'll just get so angry. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. September 22nd of 1999, Capcom releases Resident Evil 3 Nemesis for the PlayStation. Uh, I did play this a little bit for the the PlayStation back in the day, uh, the PlayStation 2 to be precise. But uh, the remake is very, very good if you have not played it. So what I've heard, I think, you know, because we've got October coming up, I think I may finally bite the bullet and play a Resident Evil game for October. Go get two. Just play two. That's all you need to do. Just play two. Okay. (laughs) I'll take your recommendation. (laughs) And last but not least for this month in video game history, September 17th of 2002, Traveler's Tales releases Crash Bandicoot The Wrath of Cortex for the GameCube. Uh, it's popularly known as Crash Bandicoot 4. I think I may actually review this next week. Cool. I've actually been thinking about this game off and on for a bit. I've reviewed the other three, 
and I remember kind of liking this one, but this was where Crash really started to fade into obscurity because Naughty Dog weren't making the games anymore. Mm -hmm. The formula was getting kind of repetitive, so I think think I'm going to review this for next week's show. Awesome. Sounds good to me. And that brings us to the end of this month in video game history. And now it is time, before we go into the review, it is time for Derek to do our Patreon shoutouts. As always, we'd like to shout out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdkretro. Shout out to Daniel Salmon, Tyler Watson, Axblade07, Armez Jackson, Carlos Longoria, better known as Rampage, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mike Eveland, Jennifer Eveland, and Mr. Joey Image. Thank you all so much for your continued contributions and keeping the lights on for us here at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. If you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, you get early access to our fun commentary tracks. Like this past month, we watched the first episode of Cobra Kai. We've also done other shows like Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, Gargoyles, DuckTales, Live action shows like Family Matters, Full House, full-length movies like Clue, Christmas Vacation, all kinds of you know, fun commentary tracks that we've done. It, it's truly a highlight to, to do those every month. Absolutely. So don't forget, um, if you like the news dump as well, you get that. If you're a patron, even at the $1 level. You get the news dump. So if you like the, if you got the chance to listen to it last week and you enjoy it, head over to uh, patreon.com slash retro and you will get access to that cool show with me and the fact checker himself, Mr. Wiley Phelps. We want to tell you all about our friends over at videogamesmonthly.com. If you're looking for a way to beef up your video game collection, then they have you covered. Just head over there. Pick the box you want and tell them what systems you want games for, and boom! It's like Christmas every single month. So if you're looking for that perfect gift for a loved one, or just treating yourself every single month, and I mean, hey, you deserve it. Just head over to VideoGamesMonthly.com and enter NCR in the Where Did You Hear About Us line at checkout, and you will get a free game in your first month's box. That's right, an extra game! absolutely free so head over to videogamesmonthly.com are you a coffee lover do you sometimes need that little extra boost for some all-night gaming sessions well you should head over to brezcoffeeco.com they have so many different flavors of coffee doesn't matter what type of coffee you like they got you covered Try the Good For Gaming Roast, or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. Not to mention, they keep their seasonal flavors all year long, like the Fall Spice or the Sweet Tooth. They can even add flavors to your coffee. So whatever you need, head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use the code NCR for 10% off of your order. And tonight, I'm going to be reviewing uh, this... This game right here. The Karate Kid for the Nintendo Entertainment System. 
was published by uh, the dreaded, the... Well, the what, iconic. The iconic <laughs> LJN, <laughs> and developed by the Japanese company Atlas Company Limited, um, and it loosely, you could say that again, loosely follows plot elements from the first and second Karate Kid films. Now, this game only has four levels to it. And you would think four levels, that's not very much. But the difficulty uh, curve ramps up so exponentially in between the levels. I can't even get past level three. I don't even think it's possible to get past level three. So let, let me let me set the stage here for you. This is how the game starts. It starts off, you don't even get to play anything. The only element from the original Karate Kid movie in this game is the game starts at the uh, the the tournament at the end of the movie? You fight three guy, no, two guys, is it two or three, two or three guys, and then you fight Johnny. And Johnny doesn't even look like Johnny in the game. Like he looks like he's got like dark hair and like a a, a purple green gi. And like what is happening here? It's like and you were it, fighting Dutch instead of Johnny. Yeah, it's so easy to get past. This first, you just need to spam the B button. That's all you have to do. That's it. <laughs> There's no strategy. <laughs> just spam the B button. That's all you got to do. Yeah, it's... I I haven't played this game, but I watched some gameplay of it when you mentioned you were going to review it. This had potential to actually be a really fun game. Like, you think of... Karate Kid franchise, you could have done like a nice side-scrolling beat-em-up where you play as Daniel and you go through the events of the movie. Just go through, you know, high school and beat the crap out of all the Cobra Kai kids yeah. and then you fight Johnny at the end. Yeah. But they don't do that. I mean, that, that, that makes all the sense <laughs> in the world, which is exactly why they didn't do that. 90% of this game, or nine, I'd say 98% of this game is is Karate Kid 2. Because the next level you go to is you go to Okinawa. And you basically go through the big, whatever big set pieces and there are in the movie in Okinawa. Like, it's a side-scroller, and here's where we messed up. Because this game, actually, if this game, and I will say this right now, <clears throat> if this game had better controls, it would have been a decent game. It would have been a playable, decent, well-remembered game. But here's the thing. And I actually watched some uh, some YouTube videos about the making of this game. And the way the controls are, like, there's no jump button. You have to do platforming in this game. But there's no jump button. The A button is to punch. The B button is to kick. And to jump, you have to either press up on the D-pad or up and uh, diagonal to, to jump over or you know make a, a forward or backward jump. You have to do that kind of diagonal. You know how hard that is to do on a D-pad. And I've heard very many people that have reviewed this game and talked about it and talked about the development of it. It's so much easier if you play this game with uh, an NES advantage because the controls of this game are basically made to be an arcade game with an actual arcade stick. Yeah, I, I think this game would be much better suited as either a Super Nintendo game or arcade. Because I, I it's it's a little too complex for the NES controller. 
yeah. what you need to do in a game like this. And the thing is, is it, it, the, the controls would have been fine if it was just sort of like like Kung Fu, where you didn't have any platforming. It was just basically a side-scrolling beat 'em up, like you know, like Kung Fu or Final Fight, you know, uh, things like that, where you don't do any platforming. You're just on the ground walking and fighting. If that was the case, controls would have been fine. But you go through this game, and there's platforming in there. There's holes to nowhere that you fall into <laughs> that if you can't jump over them. or you And the knockback in this game is atrocious. And if you get caught between two enemies back and forth, you're just dead. There's nothing you can do. You're just going to keep getting bounced back and forth until you die. Because there's nothing you can do while, you, while you're in, in knockback. There's nothing. You just cross your fingers and hope Miyagi shows up to help. <laughs> and here's the most egregious part of this game, and I think it is in the second level. It's in level two or level three. I'm pretty sure it's level two because I don't remember there being wind. We'll get to the wind in a second in level three. But level two, you have checkpoints because the levels are, they, you know, they made each level kind of long. I mean, not too long, but you get checkpoints in the level so that you don't have to start all the way back at the beginning. And there's one particular checkpoint in level two where every time I died and and had to be resurrected at this particular checkpoint, there was a hole in the ground. And you drop, it's one of those games where when you resurrect, you drop down from the top left of the screen. You know, kind of like Ninja Gaiden does or games like that. You know what I'm talking about when you come, you just drop back in? You literally fall in the hole. Don't, please tell me this. Please don't finish that sentence. <laughs> you literally you fall from the top of it, like top left of the screen, and you just fall into the hole. <laughs> That's so terrible. And I'm like, why would you leave this in the game? Yes, yeah, I that, agree, uh, Rampage. In the chat room, he says, they could have reskinned Karate Champ and it would have been a better game. I agree. I don't know. Like, I, I, say this, I say this would have been a better game for the Super Nintendo, but I don't know that it would have sold that well because Karate Kid was like an 80s franchise. I think Karate Kid 3 was 89 and Super Nintendo was 91. So, like, Karate Kid was already out of, you know, the pop culture relevancy at that point yeah but i i just keep thinking this game had such potential to be something really fun but when you put ljn behind it you're you're kind of a dead game walking at that point but and the thing is is like you get through the level you get through level two get to the end it's not that hard just don't die where you have to resurrect where you fall in the freaking hole or you just end up using up all your continues and you have to start over at the beginning. And so you get to the end of the level and you have to fight Chosen at the end of the level. Just spam the B button again. Just kick him. <laughs> just kick him and you're good. There's no strategy. Just spam the B button. And here's the thing. You go through the game and you collect uh, you collect letters on the screen. Like when you kill somebody... Your, a power-up will pop up on the screen, either a C or a D, and you get uh, either a drum punch or uh, a D for drum punch and C for crane kick. And there's, and you would think with being a special move, why not make that like make that special move where you save it 
and you use it like um, uh, like in um, uh, Mike Tyson's punch out where you hit like, you know, how to do the uppercut, you hit start. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not using the select button, make the select button the special move in order to use the crane kick or the drum punch. But no, it's like you get the drum punch and the crane kick, you instantly do them to the most lamest enemy. Like, what's the point of even collecting them? Because you're just going to immediately... There's no way to store it. There's no way to, like, hold on to it for later. You just use it as soon as you get it. And it's like, what is the point of this? So let me ask you this. Is there anything redeemable about this game? Like, is there anything good about it? (laughs) I mean... I did have a bit of nostalgia for this game because I did play this game when I was a kid. This is one of the games that I remember borrowing from a friend of mine, uh, my friend Brian, when I was in fourth, no, from like fourth to sixth grade, I knew this kid, Brian. We used to hang out all the time and I used to uh, borrow his uh, NES games because his parents were rich and he had like a billion NES games. So he would just let me borrow stuff. And I remember I borrowed this and Rambo from him. And I remember I, I couldn't understand Rambo. Like, I played it for a while, and I was like, I don't understand this game at all. Um, that's why I want to re- review that one, too, because that one is basically kind of like Castlevania 2. Like, it's a lot of... Uh, it's not linear at all. So I'm going to have to go back and play that game again. But this game, I did enjoy it as a kid. I played it a lot because I do like... The um the little extra uh, mini games you get to play in the in the game like you're going through the level and you can jump into like doorways of the uh, the huts that you pass by you know, if there's an open door you can jump into it and you get to play like a mini game and mini game is either uh, you know the scene in the movie where he uh, breaks the ice um, and it's one of those where it has like the power meter and you have to wait till the power meter gets all the way up and then you hit the button and he'll break the ice. You get extra points for doing that, and of course, it's a point system in the game. So the high, you get like extra lives and stuff when you get hit like ten thousand points or whatever. And the other one is, uh, let me look at these. Where is you catch the flies yeah, catch, with the chopsticks? Yeah, you catch flies with chopsticks, and that that one's okay. It's not it's not anything. I I like the ice block thing the best. And then there's the dodging a swinging hammer. Which I couldn't do as a kid, still can't do it as an adult. I don't understand what you're supposed to do. I think I did it once and on stream. You can go. I have the the vod up on my Twitch channel. You can still watch it for like another couple of days. I think I did it once, and I don't know what I did. I was literally, literally just hitting buttons, and he ended up doing it. And I was like, "Oh, I did it!" And then it swung back and knocked me in the water. I'm like, "Ah, never mind." Don't you love games like that where you figure something out and you're like, I have no clue how I did it. <laughs> I don't know how but I, I did, did it, it, so that's really all that matters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you go through the second level and you fight Chosen. And then you get to the third level. And this is where, do you remember the typhoon in the movie? Mm-hmm. When the typhoon hits, it's Okinawa. So basically you're going through the game and you're going through the same uh, village fighting bad guys. But now you have to worry about... Uh, birds flying into you, um, and then there's like flying debris you have to dodge or punch out of the air while you're walking, 
And but the thing is, like that, that doesn't do damage to you. Like run, like the birds running into you doesn't do any damage to you. It does cause knockback, which guess what? Knocks you into the freaking holes in the ground, so you die. <laughs> and then like you're you try to jump while the wind's blowing, and it's without the use of a jump button or any. And it's like it's like Daniel. It weighs a thousand pounds. It's kind of like. Like as much as I love Castlevania, but you know how bad the jump you remember how bad the jumping is in the original Castlevania game? It's almost like Simon weighs like a thousand pounds. It's exactly mm-hmm. like that in here. Like there's no there there's no nuance to the jump, like in Mario or games like that. It's like you jump, you're committed to that jump. And most of the time it, it's it's a bad jump. Like you're just gonna you're you're gonna fall in a hole somewhere i love how this game is like it's a platformer but it's not a platformer yeah. <laughs> it's a platformer without a jump button so thanks ljn for not giving us the key the key component that you need to survive in a platformer is <laughs> no jump button this missing important trait brought to you by ljn <laughs> Uh, and I can't, I can't speak to the end. I, I made it to the end of the level, but I did, I didn't get to def- to get as far as the boss of the level. Couldn't get that far. Um, and it says, uh, yeah, the boss is still chosen again for uh, for the third level. So way to go there, LJN, on your boss choices for the game. Uh, I didn't even make it to level four, so I can't speak to it. But I imagine it's just as awful. If not more than level three, you fight chosen again. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Um... Yeah, the final stage is the festival after the typhoon. Daniel wears a new outfit for the stage, and the random enemies are now tougher, requiring two hits to be felled. Guess the what? final boss, once again chosen, <laughs> has a new twist. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, LJN. Bravo. Bravo, LJN, for outdoing yourselves. Golf clap. Golf clap. Golf clap, everyone. <laughs> That's impressive, though, to have the same boss for th- three of the four levels in your game. Can you imagine? And what, why was this not called Karate Kid 2? I know. It's literally, like, the only element from the first movie is the All-Valley Tournament. Then you go to Okinawa, and then that's it's. It should have just been called Karate Kid Part Two. This would have been much more interesting if they just followed the events of the first movie, and it ended with you having to go through Cobra Kai and the All Valley Tournament. Yeah, it would make more sense if if they would have put this game out. And it was sort of like, uh, remember Back to the Future Two and Three? I think didn't they put those two out together on one cartridge, and it was two games in one or something like that? I think so. They could have done that with this. Like, they could have done, like, a whole Karate Kid game at the beginning and then the last three levels be Karate Kid 2. And that would have made so much sense. And why? Why would... (sighs) I'm telling you, if they had done this as a side-scrolling beat-em-up, you could play as either Daniel or Mr. Miyagi, or if you got two players, you could play as both Daniel and Mr. Miyagi, and then you whoop up on Cobra Kai. Dude, that's it's a fun game. Such a good idea. Like, you have a almost like the Ninja Turtles, where you can switch back and forth between Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. 
Why not? Like that's such a. I I would play that now if they did a Cobra Kai (laughs) side-scrolling beat 'em up. But you'd have to make Miyagi unlockable, and he's just completely broken. Like he's immortal. Like you cannot beat him, (laughs) and he just kills everybody in one hit. That sounds like a so much better game. I would rather play that one. I if they did that, if they released a Cobra Kai beat 'em up, I would absolutely get it. And I, I'm going to say, like, there's nothing wrong visually with this game. I mean, uh, they could have done a little better with, you know, making the characters look like they're on screen, like they're movie Like make Johnny Lawrence look like Johnny Lawrence? Because the, the graphics in this game really aren't that bad. I mean, they're not great, but they're that early, early to mid NES level uh, graphics where they're kind of decent, but, you know, they could have been better. But if they would have just put a little more time and effort into the... This would have been a good game. I think so, too. It's The more I think about this game, the more I think of just the missed opportunities. And, you know, the, it's unfortunately a lot of the adaptations of games from that... Or movies from that era, like the technology just wasn't quite there. The ideas weren't there. I'll say... And I feel like you had much more misses than hits, it seems like. You hit the nail on the head. I will say the same thing about this game that I said about Friday the 13th. There's a good game in there, but it gets in its own way. And that's the problem with all these LJN games. Make a modern Friday the 13th game where you play as Jason and you just slaughter teenagers. Yeah. That's... It's not rocket science. It's really not. Like, if I could take this game, I guarantee, if I could, wish I could program. Because I would literally just take this game and give it a jump button. Because if you gave this game a jump button, it would make it so much better. I think so. How do you, how do you have a platformer without a jump button? Like, really? <laughs> It's like making a fighting game without the ability to punch or kick. Yeah. I, I, that would have been LGN's next game. They make a fighting game, but all you do is jump. Like, imagine playing a Mario game with no jump button. Mm. Like, imagine playing, like, even, like, even Double Dragon had a jump button, and it's a fighting game, and it's way more complex than this game is. And they they made it work. I'm like, why didn't you just take that control scheme and add it to this game? Because it would have made too much sense. <laughs> I, I'm just for nostalgia purposes alone. I have to give this game. I'm uh, actually let's let, was there are there any? No, there aren't any. Uh, yeah, this was way before there were any reviews for games. Because this came out in 80... What year did this come out? 87. Doesn't have an exact release date, but it says 87. So there's no metadata on uh, reviews for this game. For me personally, I'll give it a 5. Just for sheer nostalgia factor, because I did like this game as a kid. But as an adult, it is a hot garbage fire. But like I said, it's the same thing as... I mean... It's one of those games that, like, I feel like it needs to be in your collection because it, it is, like, even though these LJN games are bad, they're still a huge part of the Nintendo history. And I think it, it's because these games are so bad that, like, there's a 
what, what, what am I trying to say? There's like a, there's like a reverence for them because they're so bad. It's almost like there's a certain, there's a certain fandom that likes bad games. Yeah. Is and I think what you're trying to say because the like the look at the box art like the box art for this game is gorgeous like it just makes mm-hmm. you want to play it like I I see this box art I'm like I'm gonna play this like you see that on if you're I was ten years old when this game came out if you if you were ten let, go back to your ten year old Derek self all right right now let's let's go back in the wayback machine little ten year old Derek he's walking through Kmart or Walmart or you know, uh, Toys R Us, and you're looking for a Nintendo game, and you see this hanging on the shelf. What do you think? Oh, I'd want to play it, you know, because I, I I love the the movie growing up. So I would see that and like, oh, Karate Kid game, cool. I want to play that. Yeah. So you beg your mom to shell out, you know, thirty five, forty bucks for this game at the time, and you get it home, and you play this game that. There's a platformer with no jump button, <laughs> and you don't have an NES advantage like the rich kids. You're gonna be disappointed. So I I don't know. I just I'll give it a five, just because it's Karate Kid, and I I do have some nostalgia for this game. But man, this game is not enjoyable <laughs> at all. It, it's enjoyable in the fact that I to stream it, it's so bad. It's just you have you can't do anything but laugh, especially like when you're. I might try to find that in in the in the vod and make a gif of it or something when you spawn at that point and you just literally just fall right into the hole because it's so ridiculously stupid. Like why would you leave this in the game? Like somebody had to catch this. Like this. Why would you leave this in? Because it's LJN. <laughs> It's LJN. Dun, dun, dun. That's all the explanation you need for any of this stuff is, well, it's LJN. And that's, for those of you that know, you're like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Say no more. <clears throat> but yeah, that's my review of The Karate Kid. It, it was an adventure as <laughs> well, I can say. It was, a, it was a fun couple hours on stream, but I can honestly say right now, I will never, ever play this game again. I think the best way we could sum this up is it's a game. It's a game. Yeah, I'll say that. It's not much of one, <laughs> but it's a game. Instead, go uh, <laughs> get some real good nostalgia and watch the new season of Cobra Kai. Instead. Yeah, I'm, I'm like on episode five right now, so I'm, I'm taking my time with it this season. Uh, that's that's good. I mean, I I finished it. Let's see, it came out on a Friday, so I I think I watched half of it that night and then finished the next half of it but for us it's one of those shows that we'll have on as background noise yeah so i'll end up seeing it multiple times but i i really liked it i thought it was a really good season but uh but yeah i'm enjoying it maybe we should do just a quick review of uh cobra kai so far i don't, I don't know we'll do, we'll think about what we're gonna do for our yeah uh because we have to do i don't like we, we were talking before if you're a patron please forgive us it's just been a busy couple of months and we may not get to a commentary track this month so we may just do a uh, a review of something we're not sure yet but we'll get something out for you we'll we'll, we'll, we'll make figure it out happen. but uh, but that's it for this week um tell everybody what's going on with feature presentation podcast 
Yep. So feature presentation live tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time over on the YouTube machine. Just search for a feature presentation with Derek Diamond. Uh, tonight, I'll be chatting with uh, director Jen Page, who has uh, worked in over 130 different projects, directed over 130 different projects, including a few uh, widely released feature films, has also worked on um, music videos for bands such as uh uh, fallout boy and weezer nice and funny enough i will actually be i don't know if i'm doing her podcast or just doing a facebook live but i'm going to be doing a show with her later this week um about filmmaking outside of los angeles and that'll be i think wednesday at 5 30 central time but I, i'll let everyone know just follow me on uh twitter at derek underscore diamond to find out more information on that and to follow the show uh, at Feature Press Pod on all social media. And if you want to follow uh, my short film, it's at The Feature Movie. This week, I'm going to start doing this fun little marketing campaign where I'm going to post a photo a day, whether it's behind the scenes or screen caps from the actual movie. Um, so, yeah, go do that. And uh, for open micers, tonight we're going to be talking to comedian Ariel Elias. And uh, she's a very funny lady. We've had some really good guests on past couple of months we've done a couple of good uh hostful episodes that have been fun so go check us out at open micers on twitter and instagram and i want to say uh going back to the clerks three thing if you want to if you watch clerks three and you want to see a movie where brian o'halloran won a best actor award at the hang on to your shorts film festival go check out monsters anonymous because it's that time of year it's almost october and monsters anonymous is now available for free on YouTube, so go follow at Help the Monsters on Twitter, and then just follow the link to the YouTube page, and give us a watch, a thumbs up, and uh, share us with everybody you know, because it is a great uh, Halloween, October, uh, spooky uh, time of the year movie to watch. Well, and I'll even add on to that, it's just a great movie. You know, you can watch it anytime during the year, but this time of year, especially with Halloween, it's it's perfect. But no, if you haven't seen it, it's a very, very good movie. And then after that, in the same playlist, we have the 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 commentary that me and Wally did with Brian O'Halloran, where we watched Monsters Anonymous and we commentated on it. That's on the same uh, YouTube channel and playlist as well. So go check those out. And I think that's about it. What do you say? I think so. Let's get out of here. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And for everything else, our Facebook, our Twitter, Instagram, our merch, merch site, all that stuff, just go to nerdcaveretro.com. That takes you straight to our link tree. And I think there's a sale going on in our merch store right now at ncrmerch.com. Go get yourself a t-shirt, a mug, a button, a magnet, sticker, whatever you need. It's right there where you need it. And also, Patreon com slash where as little as a dollar a month will get you access to our news dump that me and Wally do and uh, yeah just go over there give us a couple of bucks a month if you can and if you can't do that I understand times are tough leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free so Derek please tell them what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce yes Monkey!